Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 189, September the 9th, 1995. And this is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today I'm once again sitting here with Bobby Blaze and Doc Turner as we take another run through Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I don't know how long this episode is going to be because it is a bunch of clips and matches and some interviews we've already seen over the last few weeks. Lots and lots and lots and lots, and did I say lots of recaps on this week's episode? But first, I'll throw it to Doc. How are you doing on this lovely morning? I'm blessed. I feel like you could just run the last couple of weeks shows and we wouldn't have to do this, but... No shit, man. And this this feels like the first warning signs of trouble. Where it's like, we've been good moving along. We had the big shows. We've had some big highlights. And it's not that what we see as new content is bad, but it's the ratio of replays to new content is like, ooh, man, I got through this watching it to watch this show in a really short order, which is great for my, my weekly schedule, but it's like, oh, that's all done. Oh, and you know when I'm talking about a wrestling show being too short, it must really be something. Uh, yeah, because you usually like the short version. It's not that it's too short. It's just it's the same length of time. It's just good lord, it was just re like I take, taking my notes. I was just like, okay, replay off. Okay, replay off. Okay, replay off. And it, so it just, so quick yeah. question: Do we have two? Or three TV tapings left. So I'm I'm glad you asked that. And Bobby, I do want to know how you're doing this morning. But Tommy Noe had mentioned this on Twitter to a bunch of our listeners once, uh, or at one point, because he was saying how after the Super Bowl of wrestling, there was only like X amount of TV tapings left. And and the listener was like, "Well, wait, there's like you know, twelve episodes, thirteen episodes. What do you mean there's only?" you know, two TV tapings and, and he had to explain, he explained why, and I'm sorry, I'm trying to bring it up right now. He explained why there were only, you know, two left. I don't remember how many were left, but he, he thoroughly explained it and it made a lot of sense. And it was because of how they did some of these, I guess, quote unquote tapings, or they didn't do them uh, as they had normally done. So anyway, let me throw it to Bobby and get Bobby's thoughts on that as he tells us how he's doing this morning. Hey, man, I'm doing good. Good to be here. Uh, shout out to all the fans here on Booking a Territory. Mike, Doc, thanks again for having me back on here. Um, yeah, I'm doing good, man. I noticed the town is Barberville, Kentucky, and um, that's another good town. It was a regular monthly town, uh, just a small town down in Kentucky, uh, maybe about 90 miles from Knoxville. So it was right there in the, um, you know, we've done those four cities, Knoxville, John City, Tennessee, then Morristown, Tennessee, and Barbersville, Kentucky. It was always a four-day loop, and it was always a pretty good loop. And uh, some really good wrestling fans there, and they had a good sponsor there uh, with the high school. Uh, well, at the high school is where it was at, so if that, that's why it looks a little bit different too. But yeah, it's a highlight show. And um, for the TV town, thinking so, Super Bowl was in August. It seems like um, seems like I've done at least two more tapings, like September and October. I don't know if there was still one to do in August. I'll be honest with you, I can't remember if we've done one in August. Um, so, yeah, there's at least two more left, maybe three, but I'm pretty sure by Thanksgiving of that year uh, is when it was, you know, okay, this shit's going to stop. So we see it happening right now. Shit's going to stop soon. So um, I'm thinking, yeah, there's at least two more tapings left. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot. You you, you said playbacks or what I, I just wrote them down as highlights, 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 or replay, replay, whatever. I just wrote them down as highlight shows, you know. So, um, but yeah. We all see what's going on. Yeah, technically, the you you've got like three left technically, and I don't okay. I don't want to get into. I'm looking at it now. You've got three left, but 
that's technically the way they've got it laid out, but it's yeah. not in the same way that our original tapings were when we first started this, where you definitely like you were in one town, you did three tapings, sometimes four. Um, right. It, it's not in that same way. So, and it'll make more sense as we get into it, but you're right, doc. Um, this is, we're, we're nearing it. I mean, literally, this is 189, so that's that. And this one... Hey, let me say this on a personal note real quick. Thank you guys for doing this. Doc, appreciate it. Tell Harper I said thanks to Harper when we listen to playback. Thank you. And Mike, thank you so much. It's, this, uh, And I know it's, we got some episodes left, or you guys do. I'll just have to look at the booking sheet to where I'm at next week or next two weeks. But honestly, thank you guys for doing Smoky Mountain Wrestling. It's, it, it's been, um, I, like I said, I've been a fan and a friend of the show early, early on, and I appreciate you guys for doing this. So, so thank you very much. Anytime, Bobby. Uh, you know, like Doc always says, we dedicated uh, <laughs> we dedicated this show or our off days from work to this show for the last three and a half years at this point. So, no, we appreciate it, and we've had fun doing it. And I'll admit it it's was all, It's always great. I listen to other shows, and they're like, how long did Smoky Mountain go? Was it four years? Is it five years? And I was like, dude, it was three years and nine months. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, oh but hey you know this, this in in when we started this we had the conversation that in terms of a almost four-year run with some you know if you cut off the tails the first you know getting started period and the ending period of was it in the consideration and i believe it is of one of the best federations of all time certainly one of the better territories of all time for a three-year run the list of names that went through it the announcers that were there the angles the memorable moments the superstars everything else just everything comes to an end and i think we're gonna start seeing that here and that we're gonna try to treat it as respectfully as mike can muster up but i'll just say that you know this week he told me he goes it's about to start being the shits <laughs> i won't go there it's just you know more than anything it's kind of depressing and you took the run through smoky mountain before me and you even said that like when you got to this point i remember you said you taught i remember distinctly you telling me about the super bowl a wrestling and then you were like i remember a couple weeks after that you're like Man, you can see it coming. It's just gotten bad real quick. And, it, and, and the depressing and it, you were thing, depressed. And, you weren't mad. You were you were right. like sad. Well, and, but let me tell you why. I had never seen it. Like I had I one night was bored, everybody going to bed, and I it was like, I've always heard about Smoky Mountain. I've never seen it. I'm gonna watch an episode. And I watched an episode, and then I watched another episode, and I went to bed about 1 30 or 2 in the morning, and the next day I went in. And I was like, Mike, this was great. And so then I was like, I need to go back to the beginning. I need to start it. And I started it. And it was like, I just did the whole journey. And, I, you know, I, I'm the one that came up with the idea that we ought to review this thing because it is so good. But you can't, if you've never seen it and you're coming out of the Super Bowl of wrestling, you're like, well, shit. All these people were here. There was 5,000 people in the crowd. I mean, I didn't know the behind-the-scenes stuff. So it's like Shawn Michaels was just here. The Undertaker was just here. Buddy Landale, all this stuff is is rolling. And it's like, oh, oops. <laughs> oops. <laughs> it slipped. Um, anyway. It was, like, it was like farting and accidentally shitting your pants, man. I was like, come on. <laughs> all right so with that said bobby no problem at all you're welcome we're glad to do it we've had fun doing it and we are you know nearing the end as we jump into this week's episode uh which again um you know it's it's let's just let's just stick with it and see where this goes now before we get into everything i want to say special shout out to disrespect for the classy marky blasty kyle riley mike Childry, joe ice thank you very much um, and again, a bunch of recaps here as we get into this week's episode, uh, which is episode 189, September 9th, 1995. This show opens up. Um, Chip Kessler basically throws us to uh, Boo Bradley versus Terry Gordy. 
uh, which is the finals of a 10-man elimination tag team match for $5,000. We are in, uh, well, you, if you're watching the Patreon video, it says uh, Barberville. Um, I don't know why in my notes I have Morristown. But Gordy wins with help from, from Corny. Uh, Brad runs in to help Boo Bradley, but Brad gets hit with powder by Cornette, who stops Brad from the beatdown that Gordy's about to get. Um, Doc, let me let me go to it. We're seeing it's the actual opening before the opening is what I'm talking about here. So let me let me move forward in in this video. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on what we see here uh, at this beginning or this opening match? I guess we'll call it. And there's there's Bobby's favorite referee. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Doc. <laughs> I swear. To God, Boo Bradley's going to be the guy to turn out the lights in the gym at the last TV taping. I, I, I thought he was gone, and here we are in September. We're in a high school gym, and he's still taking bumps. And it's like, and he's recently, it looks like, shaved his head again. Yes. And, and it's just like, he never leaves. He is the herpes of smoky mountain and i say that in an okay way because i've liked him but he's just he's gonna be there on the last tape oh oh, here comes the powder right in the face god he got him good with that that was a good powder throw and and brad's cell was great it it did brad comes in corny hits him with the powder always love that gordy's awkward power bomb where he kind of sets him down probably because gordy's a nice guy and doesn't want to hurt anybody you know, if I hurt you too bad, we can't drink beer together later. <laughs> um, well, I, let me interrupt her real quickly. When go I ahead. few few first of all, I was like, "What the fuck?" Boo Bradley's still here, but no. <laughs> um, a few weeks back, you know, uh, Boo and I worked with uh, uh, Gordy and Rich, and I had seen the week before. I can't remember who it was. Power bomb, and I was like, "Oh, you always talked about it on your show about crunching up." And then I looked at mine, and I was like, "Man, I couldn't get up that good uh, for for Bam Bam there." It, it just, you know, just a timing thing, um, because I certainly know how to take one uh, better. And I did. Then I looked at this one on Brad, and the same thing. I think Terry was just at that point where, because I when I came in there. I'm looking at Gordy from like the early nineties over in Japan, just fucking decapitate motherfucker with clotheslines and power bombing them and, and beating the fuck Japanese guys. I think I'd mentioned that before. So I like, Holy shit, this is Terry Bam Bam Gordy. But uh, I think at this point here too, cause I saw Brad, he doesn't hardly get him up very good either. And I don't know if I'm just going to ask you, you got to just not try to point fingers. Cause Terry's one of my favorite all time wrestler. I uh, loved him to death, man. Just that big baby and, but legit tough, you know, and, uh, Anyway, that's three or four people that didn't get up all the way for that power bomb. I think Terry would just kind of, you know, try to take care of everyone at that point. I really do. He'd slow down a step or two, obviously, because it's after his accident. I kind of want to bring that up a little bit there. Yeah, um, I thought the powder was straight on. Brad sells into it, but he just kind of gets them up there and lays them down. Um, and he was more he was more laid back at that point of, of his career at this point. I just wanted to, to point that about the power bomb. Um, Cause I had, to, I really looked at it from like, you know, I'm a wrestler and I was like, why didn't I fucking get up? I, I saw it the week before or, or listened to it the week before you all was talking about it. And then when I did it and I was like, yeah, I didn't get up that good either, man. Then I saw Brad and I was like, if Brad can't get up there all the way, then, you know, you gotta, it, it's, it's a little bit more on, on, on Gordy there. You know, he just kind of, let me just look, there's a few hundred people here. Let me just take care of you, you know? So same thing with me. I think of like, you know, just take care of his kid, you know? So, anyway, not knocking his work because he's a great fucking worker, legit tough guy, one of my favorites. But yeah, it's just one of those things. I think it's just more, um, you know, whatever at this point. Yeah, we we are all huge Terry Gordy fans. Yeah, and it's just you know he had obviously had some issues around this time. But, yeah. Um, and I'll never forget that match he had when he came into ECW and fought Raven. And he came down the ring, and that place was jacked up, and he ran the ropes like the old days. Mm. It was something. Yeah, what all-time best, man. That is a good so. point, though, Bobby, because that's three guys now have taken that uh, power, that, 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 that move the same exact way. And Brad took it twice yeah. in this match the exact same way. So, um, Right, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. So. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts on this? And is 
you know, Gordy powerbombs Brad a couple times, and then Cornette counts a pin on Brad from Gordy. Noe says, Tommy Noe's on the mic here or, or giving commentary. He says, Corny isn't a ref. He can't count this. So any other thoughts before we go to the promo? I'm going to leave Noe alone because you get mad when I say anything about him. So He's probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, and you like to bury him for whatever reason. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, let's go to let's go to Terry Gordy now, since you want to act stupid. Armstrong, I want you to get that belt ready, boy, because I'm coming after that belt. You know, I done beat you once, one, two, three, right in the middle of the ring, and I'm coming to drop the bomb on you, boy. So you get ready, because I know you know what it feels like, and I'm coming to drop it right there on you, boy. You know, Jim Cornette's running around, and he's crowing from the rooftops about how Terry Bam Bam Gordy powerbomb me. He counted me out one, two, three. Well, there's a major difference, boys. There is a major difference in what's happening. You're not going to beat the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Champion one, two, three with a straight-up referee. It's not going to be a fat manager slapping, slapping down their three count. No, Terry Gordy, you, you powerbombed a blind man, brother. How do you feel? Well, I'm going to tell you how you're going to feel because I'm going to look you straight in the eye. Every chance I get, Terry Gordy, I'm going to put the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight title on the line against you. Big Bam Bam. We're going to look straight in the eyes, brother, and we're going to see what you got. We're going to see exactly what you're made of. I ain't backing down an inch every time I see you. Every time I see you, this belt's on the line, and I'm taking it home with me. Doc, any thoughts on Terry Gordy? Followed by Brad Armstrong right there. In one of the couple of new promos we get this week at that. I thought that that was Gordy's best promo in the Fed. Maybe ever, but certainly since 92 and like the first few episodes when he was out there screaming about Freebird Mountain and the bombs dropping from Freebird Mountain. Remember that? Yes. Episode, God, that was very early. Seven or eight, maybe? Yeah. It was. He fought in that like mustard yellow rec center in that was the most depressing building on earth room on earth back in like that, episode five. That was the, that was the Knoxville civic Coliseum, but that was like the ballroom. That room. I remember I talked to Bo James about that. If, if this is what I'm getting correct, it it's a, that yellow was like, color I don't, wall. Yeah. That it yel- was that depressing. yellow color wall. I said, man, that if that color had a name, it would be child molestation. Oh, come on. I'm just saying it was that that was that was like, am I sure I want to watch this federation? And then it got better. So yeah, I thought Brad was really good though. He came back and gave him the the the. I mean, I I even in in NWA in '86 and '87, I find myself to be a fan of Brad Armstrong on the mic. Now I ain't gonna tell you he's Ricky Morton or Ric Flair, but. I I think he does a good a, a, a certainly a passable decent to above average job on the mic and I like what he does here in Smoky Mountain a lot. I'm with you, Bobby. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I put um, I thought Gordy's promo I had between uh, around 15 to 20 seconds. I think it's right around 17, maybe. It was short and it was powerful. Uh, it, he put out the gap bait out there. I'm going to drop the bomb on it, you know, bring the bomb or whatever. Uh, yeah, there you go. But anyway, um, no, that played to his strength. And the same thing with Brad. I thought Brad was really good here. I think his was a little bit over 30 seconds. So he got about a 50-second uh, promo combining them both, something like that, less than a minute. But it got them both over, got them over strong, and, and it played to their strengths once again, short and sweet and to the point. Uh, you know, Brad telling him, hey, you know, I'm going to look. Bambam's going to bring, drop the bomb on him. And Brad's like, you know, you power bombed a, a blind man, but I'm going to look you right in the eye. And I'm going to put the title on the line every time. Just like, man up, you know. So, yeah, I thought it was uh, both really good promo. Short, sweet, got their point across. Yeah, I agree. Only a minute for between both of them. Good stuff. Okay. We go to a replay of last week's match with the Thugs and Heavenly Bodies from Fire on the Mountain at the Thugs. Hey, hey, by DQ. hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. I want to say something about this that I couldn't get in last week because you were too busy talking about everything else in the world. But I love, loved earlier when when um, Dr. Tom loads the boot. That is such a ridiculous premise. 
but such an awesome visual. And he does it like so fast and with such urgency that he's like, I got to load this thing up and end this son of a bitch that I've always loved. Like the stomp on the ground to load the boot up. I think it's great. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm watching this referee flop around again, doc. I'm about three Here we seconds. go. I'm about three seconds from signing off. So you better get your shit together, pal. <laughs> Bobby should have never brought that up because now I can't unsee this asshole flopping around. Bobby, I'm sorry. I shouldn't call him an asshole. Is he still alive? Oh no. Actually, I think someone told me he passed away a few years ago. That's why I was going to say last episode. I don't want to talk ill of the dead, but fuck. Fuck me running backwards, man. If that you don't fucking talk, guy, he ruined my spot with Dan Severn, and then he fucking about takes out Mark Curtis, and then he's fucking back bumping in a fucking, I know it's not a battle royal, it's a fucking clusterfuck of a match, but he's still out there flopping, taking a bunch of bumps, like like you said, like he got shot, you know, and Curtis is trying to stand up, except for this fucking big goose, uh, trying to take his legs out, uh, taking a bump halfway across the ring when someone just barely pushed him. So yeah, say what the fuck you want, I don't know, um, Whatever it, it, it's it's uh, whatever, yeah. How can Bobby, you not laugh? Well, Bobby, this is a classic wrestling podcast. If we don't talk ill of the dead, you can't say anything. Well, I guess you're right. So fuck that guy. You know what I'm saying? Because man, he just—it's a cluster fucking there, man. He, he's he's fucking everywhere. Here he goes. He's, he's trying to do every little thing, man. He's about and, to and get he shot again. Way. Here he comes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a troop. Ah, Bobby, I can't see it now. Oh, my God. All right, Doc, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that to you last week, and I'm doing it to you again this week. So, anyway, after this replay of last week with the thugs and, and heavenly bodies from Fire in the Mountain, you made a good point, Doc. I'll, I'll give you that. The, the visual with the boot is, is outstanding. Um, yeah. We go to Cornette and the Punisher uh, they they actually replay the promo too with Robert Gibson in his undies, <laughs> black undies. <laughs> Good God, gay! <laughs> Look at this shit. He's got his gorilla suit on with his gay undies. Um, <laughs> not his gay undies, his black undies. Jesus Christ, Mike. Okay, so uh, Doc, did you have anything from the promo from Corny and the Punisher uh, following the recap? I just thought I my note was is it was decent. Me too. And not. There wasn't much there, but it wasn't bad. It just there wasn't much to talk about, but it was for what it was. It was good. Well, and he was, and I want to throw it to Bobby. I'll, Bobby, I'll get your thoughts. They were building up the street fight tonight against the thugs, and that that was the the plug for it, basically. I'm trying to, I guess, draw the house. So, what was your thoughts, Bobby? That's here's my note: uh, corny promo with the Punisher, uh, street fight match versus thugs. And that's all I put. There just wasn't much to. That's exactly what I wrote down. What you, what you said, pretty much. Yeah, he's he's trying to you know they're trying to draw a house with it, so he's just he's just he's basically it's basically an ad. It's a promotion in the middle of the show. Yeah, that was pretty much it. So then we get a replay of God, everything. Is, what do you mean everything? No, well we get a re- we get a replay of the first three years of the promotion. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Well, we get a replay of Buddy Landell's famous promo before the match with Shawn Michaels, which although I don't I, I hadn't planned on playing it, what I was gonna say was. If there is anything worth replaying, it might be this because this was so good. But uh, we get a replay of that. Doc, did you want to say anything? I mean, we did a whole 15 minutes on this. Did you want to say anything about it? Mm -mm. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming Bobby has nothing from it either. Nope. Go ahead. All right. So I I, I am going to play this. We got some fresh new content here. We got Buddy Landell, and he's responding to Jim Cornette and Jim Cornette's wild accusations last week uh, regarding Tommy Rich never drinking and Buddy with his drug problems and alcohol problems. So here that is. Obviously, Jim Cornette did not like you telling him not to interfere in your matches. Uh, Another thing that he didn't like was me revealing things about my past, but I was proud of the fact that I overcame drugs and alcohol. I achieved that victory two years ago. I couldn't get a job in professional wrestling, 260 pounds, defeated drugs and alcohol, got back in shape. Then I reached the sublime degree of wrestling Shawn Michaels for the WWF Intercontinental Heavyweight Belt. And also, buddy, you should be very proud of the challenge that you gave Shawn Michaels for that championship. In fact, fans, right now we're going to go back and take a look at highlights from that great bout. All right, so 
I thought Buddy was okay there, fine. Uh, Bobby, do you have any thoughts as they throw us to uh, some some rocky music with Buddy versus Shawn Michaels? I'm good. Keep on going. All I right. got a question. Sure. Has Buddy lost weight? Yes. Yeah. He yeah, he has. He lost about he lost about thirty pounds total. And when I watched this, uh, I really didn't remember him looking that good. But in that that for whatever reason. I mean, I knew he got back down. I knew he lost about 30 pounds, but uh, I forgot he actually looked pretty good there, man. He looked real good. He, I thought he looked so like too. he was living healthy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but, uh, so his promos covered his package come up. I guess they do some rocky music and what have you. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they throw us to the highlights of Buddy versus Shawn Michaels from the Super Bowl of Wrestling. It is set to the theme of Rocky, which I got to be honest. I did watch this, even though it was a recap. the The Rocky theme is pretty good for for this recap and replay. Uh, I don't know. I just I, I I was invested in this, and it's because the match was so good and was so great, and these two got out there and worked their tails off, and the lead up to it all. I I enjoyed this replay, and I just wanted to say that. Doc, do you have anything else though? No. All right. Bobby, I'm assuming you don't have anything else from it either since it's a replay we just I discussed. Pop for it. No, I was going to say I popped for it. It's worth watching. It's worth watching. The way you said it to the music, with you know, like I said, both out there working their butts off. And uh, I thought it's worth watching for sure. Definitely, definitely. Even though we've just seen it, it's uh, with the music and the yeah. package. Um, I was a Rocky right. fan growing up, so I, I enjoyed this. Um, and unfortunately, we get another replay after the Super Bowl of Wrestling replay with Buddy and Shawn Michaels where – this time we get Buddy versus Brad at Fire on the Mountain for the Smoking Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight Title. Brad won the title, no thanks to Cornette. Um, we're, we're, I'm not even going to ask y'all if y'all have anything from it because I know what the answer is is to this. So uh, I, I'll just keep 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 us moving at this point. Um, we then go back to Buddy and Chip Kessler, and Buddy says he told Cornette let him take care of things in the ring and action, and that's where they stand. So there was literally nothing else to. To talk about, they they literally say that, and that's it. And then we get another replay from last week with Cornette and Tommy Rich, and Corny saying that Buddy is making excuses. So literally, uh, I didn't even time it, but we probably had close to 12, 10, 12 minutes of replay stuff here in the middle of this show, and that's liter- that's about 25% of a show when you talk about 12 minutes of it. Doc, you want to close anything out before we finally get to some, I guess you'll call it new content on this week? Uh, no. Hey, let me, we don't have a lot from this episode. So this is the finish I'm about to go into right now. So let me play the finish and then, and then you can, you can tell us what you have. Brad Armstrong and Brad's got a sleeper hold on Buddy Landell. The nature boy's in the sleeper hold and Jim Cornette's making his way to the ring. And he's got some, he's got some kind of can and he's spraying it. He's spraying the town. Oh, now spilled over here. It's ether. And Brad Armstrong gets out of the sleeper hold and he picks up the towel and he's spitting it over the nature boy's mouth and he's inhaling that ether. I smell it here, folks. He throws it out to the crowd. And Buddy Landell is out. In the ring comes Mark Curtis, a count of one, two, and three. A three count, and bad Brad Armstrong pins the nature boy, Buddy Landell. And Jim Cornette's beside himself. He rolls into the ring. He has cost the nature boy, Buddy Landell, the third time in about a week and a half. We're here in Barberville, Kentucky. He missed him out of a match for the Intercontinental Championship in Knoxville, the Super Bowl. At Far on the Mountain, he messed him up out of the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Championship match. And here in Barberville, at Cornette is throwing a tantrum like a five-year-old would throw. And he is livid over the fact that the Nature Boy has been pinned in this match. He cannot believe it, but it was Cornette. Wait a second, Rich was into it, too. And they're shouting and screaming at Landell. And I'm not sure, it wasn't Landell's fault. And Cornette's asking for the microphone. Landell, and I don't think that Landell really cares right now. Landell is firing up. 
So you heard it there. Brad puts the ether towel on Budrow and then Brad pins Buddy. So Corny trying to help again cost Buddy and Rich the match. After the match, you heard from Corny right there. Corny and Rich uh, start putting the boots to Budrow. Uh, Corny tells Brad, and we need Tommy Noe to clarify because it's on the house mic again. Corny tells Bud, Buddy, that is, that he has court-martialed Budrow and this thing has taken a turn. Uh, Buddy then fights off Tommy Rich and puts the corkscrew on Tommy Rich. Gordy runs in. Buddy uh, backdrops Gordy and puts the figure four on Gordy. Buddy fights them off for a while, but eventually uh, he loses out. Punisher finally comes in to turn the tide on Buddy when he hits Buddy with the loaded sock full of something. Um, coins, who knows what's in there. But, you know, Buddy is busted open. The beatdown goes on for quite some time. Uh, a lot went down, uh, but in the end, Budro is definitely, I would say, no longer with the militia. Uh, Doc, any thoughts any other thoughts man the ether backfired that's unfortunate that's the downside of the ether man i don't like that we might need to teach harper what to do if he ever pulls out the ether rag and it starts going south on him <laughs> can you imagine harper pulling out an ether rag and then it going south and he gets ethered <laughs> instead of this guy that but might the... be the greatest thing you could see <laughs> where he successfully does it for a year to people and then it backfires, and he's literally out cold in the middle of the ring, and, <laughs> and you then can't the fat, revive him for and nothing. And then the fat, the fat bro that's the rat gets to come down through the gate and give him a big kiss to bring him back to life. Bring him back, ass Give him oh. a toothy, give him a toothy, uh, a toothy, toothy one, and um, at, yeah, at that wakes him up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love when Brad throws the rag out to the crowd. We've talked about that before. They can smell it, and then they go, oh, oh, oh this isn't bullshit. Awesome little thing there. Um, man, Corny's terrible at his job. Maybe um, Buddy, <laughs> Bob, maybe Buddy needs uh, Robert Q. Har Harmon back. And while we're on that, Bobby, do you know who Robert Q. Harmon was? No, no idea. Okay. Should I? He was that big, tall guy that came in with Buddy when he first came back that was like his agent from Hollywood. Uh, he was no. Corny, said, Corny said on a drive-thru who he was recently. Right? Oh, I don't, I don't... Okay. Okay. Hey, something I have to miss, though, uh, I thought was good. Buddy had the figure four on Gordy and small package Tommy Rich. That was pretty cool. That was that awesome. Was. My, my only yeah, problem... I did have that note. When you're getting... When you're getting jumped, you can't put a, a, a figure four on somebody. No, I, mean, I understand. It's, uh, suspend your belief for a little bit. It's wrestling. <laughs> I know. I know. It's not really <laughs> but like it, it was good. No, I agree with you. When you're getting jumped, you can't do that. You know, don't try this homeboys and girls kind of thing. But, yeah, he had Gordy in a figure four, and then Rich Company small packaged him. Of course, by that time, the match is over. But there's two. You know, one's a submission, one's a pin right there. And that that's that's pretty cool, I thought, you know, before he gets beat down, beat down. But, yeah. Yeah, he gets beat down for a while too. I mean, we're we're, we're watching yeah. it here, and it's happening this whole time. Buddy's got some really good yeah. calls going on here, man. He's busted open really good. Um, you know, like I said, if there's any doubt, he's definitely out of the militia at this point. Um, yeah, I kind of thought it was long, but also I realized it's taken from a house show, so it had to go on and on. I get that part, you know, because it was a part of a house show, uh, not a TV taping. So. Yeah. And, and let's remember too that he he needed some content. Otherwise, we just would have been watching replays at this point. That's a lot. Right, of you're right. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of blood, though. You're right. Um, corny, it's corny slap. Sure. So did Tommy uh, Rich bite? Did Tommy Rich bite him at one point right here? Right? Yes. Yeah. Would you want to have Buddy Landale's blood in your mouth? Or Tommy Rich's mouth on your head? Fair enough. I don't want either one of them. <laughs> Giving me any of their fluids, okay? That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I mean, yeah. Uh, he started to, <laughs> it started to trickle. It trickled behind his ear there, man. That's a lot. Yeah. It's just and something else, man. Let's get to the ratings. <laughs> let's almost get to the ratings. <laughs> well, well, we, we got a promo here. We got, um, we do have Tommy Rich backstage with Jim Cornette uh, after this. Rather vicious, vicious beatdown. So let's go to that real quick. Uh, here it is. Buddy Landell is taking a beating of his life. Buddy Landell, when you turned your back on the militia and started losing matches, you got booted out. You got court-martialed. 
You know, you always wanted to be like the wildfire. I was a world heavyweight champion. You never was. You was always jealous. Now then, after tonight, you're one bloody pump. And the next time that you cross the malicious path, brother, we're going to stop you just like the North did the South. I would call it, General. Let me tell you something, buddy Landell. I want you to listen real good, punk. Maybe you can't even listen anymore. We might have busted your eardrums along with everything else we did. You're court-martialed. You're out of the militia. You're a deserter, a turncoat, a traitor, a coward. You couldn't beat Shawn Michaels, so you tried to blame me. You couldn't beat Brad Armstrong, so you tried to blame me. And then you lost us another match out there, and you tried to blame me. You're a loser because you're a drunk and a junkie, and you've admitted it, and everybody knows it. The only way you could ever get in the ring to begin with is to take a couple of sips at false courage, fortify yourself down at the local tavern. You were always jealous of Tommy Rich ever since he joined the militia because he was a world champion and you never were because you blew it for yourself. You almost lost your family and you almost lost your whole career and I'm the one that saved it for you. You would have been a broke, drunk land in a gutter if it wasn't for Jim Cornette. And what do you do? You put your hands on me. You punch me in the face. You try to break my leg with that figure four. I got news for you, boy. If you're in any kind of shape to get back in a ring, then if you do and you got the guts or the false courage to get back in there with the militia and especially Tommy Wildfire Rich, we're going to leave you laying once again in a pool of your own blood, punk, and this time you'll be in worse shape because nobody, nobody crosses the militia, nobody crosses Jim Cornette, and nobody's going to mess with wildfire or they're going to get burnt. Well, Corny's worked up into a lather right there. Doc, what do you have from this? Man, I thought that was a fantastic promo. And here's the other thing. I thought Tommy Rich was really good, too. I want to see if you're willing to admit that. But, you know, bringing up the fact that you're jealous of me because I was the champ and you weren't. I mean, how do you refute that, right? I mean, it's such a it's such an easy go-to because everybody's jealous in this world. I thought that was I thought it was fantastic from both of them. I, I, yeah. And then Corny was just vicious and really good because you could call somebody a drunk and it's like, well, shit, I like to drink. What's the problem? <laughs> but but to call somebody a junkie. That that's a that's like a, a character assassination. I mean, that's not a word that gets thrown around lightly. And so, to me, that's one of those words you're like, damn, that's rough. So, I thought that was really, really good. And so, in an episode that doesn't have a lot of con new content, the new content we just got was pretty uh, all the way live, if you will. Yeah. I'm with you. I put that over big time, man. I'm with you on that because I put Tommy Rich's promo was really, really good. Bringing up the fact that he was a world champion and you're jealous of me. I wrote that. You know, same thing that you know, same thing you said, Doc. And then Cornette, when he got going, I wrote strong, stronger, and then oh my, you know, oh my God, what I wrote is, you know, um, like man, he he worked himself up and you know, he called him out on every front pretty much. And I'm like, he he made it a shoot, and that's the way, you know. Think shoot didn't work, so I'm sure he said, "Buddy, I'm gonna get on here and just say a couple of things." And what do you and buddy like to say? Whatever you got to say, Jim. You know, and uh, fucking Jim did. You know, and it was over. Like you said, uh, for the show that we've had so far, man, this here just really okay. It's worth now. You it's worth it. You know, it's like okay, that's some good live quote live content there for this for this week's program. So I really like those promos just now a lot. Strong, stronger, OMG. Yeah, with you. I totally agree with both of you. And speaking of totally agreeing, we got to hear Buddy's response as this show basically closes out right here. Uh, right. With one more promo from Buddy responding to what we just saw. So here that is. Well, Buddy, some very, very strong words there from yeah, Jim Cornette and Tommy Wildfire Rich after your violent altercation there in Barberville, Kentucky. What it all boils down to is this. I'm my own man and I was tired of playing Army. Now, I'm a professional wrestler, and I'm in this business to make money. And I thought Jimmy Cornette could help me out to do that, but he's an egotistical egomaniac, and he had other plans. 
Now, Tommy Rich is all fired up about being the new lieutenant. He's even got the crew cat haircut to match. Oh, yeah, you beat my brains out, Jimmy Cornette. But I'm going to tell you something. The whooping that I took from you is nothing like the beating that I took from drugs and alcohol. And I overcame that. And I can overcome you. Now, if I've got to put up the suits and the ties and the boats and the cars and the diamond rings and all of that, that's exactly what I'll do, Tommy Rich. I'll be my own one-man militia. But go to the bank with this, Jimmy Cornette and Tommy Rich. You'd rather go through hell with gasoline britches on than come it my way. Because when you put your hands on me, Jimmy Cornette, and when you put your hands on me, Tommy Wildfire Rich, that's the worst mistake you could ever make in your life. Bam Bam Terry Gordon Punisher, I'm going to deal with you down the road. But right now, Tommy Rich tonight in Johnson City, Tennessee, is going to be my first opportunity to prove to everybody that I'm the better man than you are. Call me an alcoholic. Call me whatever you want to, Tommy Rich. But the bottom line is this. I'd never in my whole career want to be like you. Never modeled myself after you. You say that I'm a wannabe. Well, let me tell you something, Tommy Rich. You couldn't carry my jock strap. You couldn't lace my boots up because I'm 10 years younger, 10 times better looking, and I'm 10 times a better wrestler than you are. Jimmy Cornette knew that. That's why he made me the top lieutenant. You're just a stumble bum drunk. The best thing that you can do is go down to the local crawl and fall and knock you down a couple of courts and get you some false courage and come up to Johnson City tonight, brother, because I'm going to kick your stinking brains in. I'm going to be my own one-man militia. And I'm going to take care of you. And Jimmy, I pray to God that you come and stick your nose in on it. Because I'm going to take care of you too. Good stuff. Man, Doc, your thoughts. Mm. And so that's why I said we're starting to, starting to fall off the cliff. But we're not there yet. Because there's still some good content being pushed out. There's just not enough of it. Man, when Buddy said, I, I, was, I got tired of playing Army. That's a great line. And then he started shooting and said, I'm here to make money. Mm. I thought Buddy had a really good response because he didn't get all upset. He was like, look, this is what it is. And then he told Tommy, you might have been champ, but you couldn't, still couldn't hold my job. Mm. But Buddy's like, man, I would have sucked Barnett's dick too. I just didn't oh, get the opportunity. What? <laughs> oh, shit. <Damn>. Grow up, man. You're gonna. You just gave something Stephen Javorski to crank off to this week, man. That's the crank off moment of the week. Okay. Um, oh. I mean, I just, I just thought that maybe if we're booking the territory, Buddy and Tommy Rich should have a forty on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> pitcher, pitcher, as you said, Mike, you saw him drink pitchers. Pitcher on a pole. They're both fighting. That's fucked up. <laughs> They're both fighting to get up there. And get their mouth on the on the booze without spilling a drop. What the fuck? I miss oh. one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, All right, I'll go to Bobby. Bobby, your thoughts on this promo. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, him talk buddy talking about overcoming drugs and alcohol. And you know, and I can overcome, you know, pretty much going to get through this thing with Rich because uh, you know, I'm ten years younger, I'm ten times better. Um, you know, never wanted to be him, you know, uh that kind of thing, it just, to me, it just really, really got over. Um, talk about making money. Uh, he wanted to be his own. He's his own one-man militia now. You know, and I dare you, you know, he'll he'll deal with Gordy and, and uh, what's the name later. But for now, you know, it, his eyes, the, the prize is he's going to get back at Tommy Rich tonight in Johnson City, Tennessee. And he hopes that fucking uh, Cornette interferes. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, for what we're getting you're like you said, Doc. You're not off the edge yet. We're getting out there. This this is worth it right here. This draws you right back in. You're like, oh yeah, can't wait to see what happens next. You know, or I'm going to go to Johnson City, Tennessee tonight when it's aired. You know, on, on, on local TVs back then. So yeah, very strong promo, my buddy uh, Landell. There, uh, excellent, excellent. One other thing I'll add, and Doc said one of these things. He said I'm a professional wrestler and I'm here to make money. Totally agree there. So great stuff. And then I did like a line, buddy said when he mentions. The whooping I took from you is nothing like the whooping I took from drugs and alcohol. And I thought that was really good. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, that is good, I mean, yeah. You know, whenever we think about these promos, we, we always used to say when we review Arn Anderson's promos, we say, show me the lie. And I say that, like, show me the lie. The whooping he took from, from drugs and alcohol alcohol literally cost him a lot of money uh, when he was fired from Jim Crockett Promotions. So the, the truth there of it is 
is just great. So, you know, let's load up the car. He talked talked me into the building. Let's load up the car, Doc, and um, let's go pick Bobby up, and we're going to Johnson City uh, to see this uh, or or where we're at. I forget forget where we're going, but uh, September night, Johnson City, let's load up the car. Yeah. Uh, even, Even though, for the record, I looked it up. That show only drew 400 people, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, so um, we do need to do disability checks. Before we do so, please consider becoming a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. You can get the video review versions of these episodes at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. It's a great way to support this show. You get extra content, lots of extra shows, lots of bonus shows, uh, pre-shows. I mean, there's so much stuff up there. Uh, non-wrestling related, but still politics free. We have a great time on the Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Please consider supporting this show and keep it going. Uh, Doc, disability check time. Um, what are you going to give it? This was one of the harder episodes to rate in a super long time because what we did see was really good. We just didn't see enough of it. Man, I, I, I did go back and forth on this because... I mean, if they'd have been the normal amount of new content, this is a high eight, maybe. But I just can't because the recaps just ruined it for me. 7.2. Fair enough. Fair enough. Bobby, what about you? Man, I, I'm being a little bit biased here, okay? I, I was like, I don't want to drop below an eight. And it's definitely not an 8.1, but not even, I don't, and I said, okay, if I'm going for C, it's not average. So I put down 7.9, and I didn't want to drop into the sevens, but yeah, it's probably a seven. It's between 7.7 and 7.9 to me, somewhere near. So we'll just go with uh, a 7.8. How's that? 7.8. 7.8 is fair, and I think that probably equates to about a C plus, and which is what I'm going to give. C, uh, yeah, C, C plus, yeah, you're right. Uh, C plus is a good call, Mike. Yeah, it is, it is what it is, man. I mean, look, we be honest with things. You know, we call it down the middle. Doc's words, not mine. Yeah. We call it like we see it. We're fair. Uh, and that's that. I think that's where we're at. So, uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. All right. We're going to do different. the Government Cheese Award. And I want to mention, make sure you use our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. A great way to support this show. Without spending anything extra, go buy Bobby's books. Specifically, make sure you pick up Pin Me, Pay Me, which is a great book. It has a lot of Smoky Mountain Wrestling stories in it, but go buy all of his books on Amazon as well. Plus, you can buy anything and everything off of Amazon at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Again, great way to support this show without spending anything extra. You're already shopping on Amazon, so make sure you use that link. And all the dudes out there, women out there, whoever your life partner, wife, spouse is, whatever, give that link to them. Give that link to family members as well and make sure they use it every time they shop on Amazon. Tell them to bookmark it. Tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Okay, Government Cheese Award time. Uh, I'm, I'll go first. I'm going to give it to Buddy and it's because of his closing promo at the end. I, I just thought, you know, he had a lot to respond to with you know, corny making fun of him with the alcohol and drugs. I mean, corny did the same thing last week, but I like, I like buddy's responses. You know, uh, I'm here to make money. And then when he talks about the whooping he took from drugs and alcohol is, 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 is nothing compared to the whooping he took from them. He's here to fight and he's going to do so. So give me buddy doc, who are you giving yours to? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'm going with corny because of the, the, him working himself up in that, promo and just being vicious with it so i i can definitely support buddy getting it i'm just going with corny gotcha uh bobby who are you giving yours to yeah I, i'm giving mine to buddy because at the beginning he's getting his ass beat. he get the beat down and it all ties back in at the end yes cordes promo was very very strong but then goes back to the end of the program it ties right back into the beginning of buddy and he's talking about the you know what Mike said earlier about drugs and alcohol, you know, basically kicking his ass or what have you, but it's nothing, you know, he, he, he defeated that. It's just a strong promo. And uh, like Mike said, we're all getting in the car. We're going down John city, Tennessee to freedom hall to watch some smoky mountain wrestling, you know, so mine build a buddy. All right, there you go. So buddy, buddy and Cornette get the government cheese and C plus 7.2 and 7.9 on the ratings. And with that said, Bobby, um, I got some plugs to do. But before I do that, uh, won't you plug your stuff? And uh, before we get out of here, 
Hey, yeah, thanks again for having me on the program, Booking a Territory. I appreciate it very, very, very much. Uh, yeah, if you get a chance, go to the tiny URL link for Booking a Territory, BTT, Amazon. Uh, get one of my books, Get Pay Me, Pay Me. That's my first one. I uh, do talk a lot about Smoky Mountain Wrestling there. I've got a second book called um, uh, I Kicked Out on Two, The Educational Wrestler. Uh, it's getting some good responses also. If you do buy a book, uh, please leave me a review. You know, you can also hit me up. The only social media I have right now is Twitter. And it's at BobbyBlaze744. I'd love to hear from you. I'd like some feedback on the show because I'm so glad to be here because I am a fan and a friend of the program. And I appreciate it, man, very much. No problem, Bobby. It was great having you. Uh, we enjoyed it once again. Doc, you got anything before I get some plugs in? <laughs> nah, bruh. All right, so before we get out of here, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. Also, check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. Those guys do our ECW reviews on our Patreon feed, so check that show out as well. Uh, Mike, JV, thanks for all your work on the ECW show. You put a lot into that, so thank you very much on the Patreon side of things. And with that said, we're going to get out of here. Um, I don't have anything else. Doc doesn't have anything else. Bobby, do us all a favor. Hit the tagline and take us home. Book it, bitch. Book it, bitch.